focusing on an emerging generation of kings. John chapter 10. John chapter 10. Say. Say. Da-na-na. John. Oh yeah. John ten ten. Oh yeah. Ten ten. John. Oh yeah. John. 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 Read it now. Let's go. The thief does not come except to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I am come that you may have that they may have life and may have it more abundantly. Let's go that again. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Father, we thank you for the abundance of revelation and the abundance of grace to walk in the fullness of the essence of the ministry of the word today. We do not want to be distracted by our own definition of life or the encumbrances and the demands of adult life and the demands of working in the economic complexity of a nation called Nigeria. We want your light and your life to illuminate our hearts and to explode with brilliant instruction, inspiration such that no one here will leave here confused, confounded or with complication but we'll leave with the clarity of your light and the beauty of your grace and that we will live life as you intended. We'll be intentional and that intention will be an extension of your grace and goodness to many generations. This will receive with thanksgiving as you give me utterance, specificity, accuracy, prophetic precision, life and power. In Jesus name we have prayed. Why is your amen not as loud? Amen. What happened to the screen? All right. Okay. That's great. Uh, and can we have, okay, this is nice for making it. All right. Let's see. Let's go real quick. Now, John 10, 10, we've examined this for about two or so weeks now. And in the first service, I said, God has an intention. I said, the devil has intentions and you must have what? You must have intentions. But those intentions are not being derived from your basal or fallen Adamic nature. They are being derived from your spirit. God is the father of your spirit. Your physical father is the father of your body, right? And actually has implications on the state of your soul. But God is the father of your spirit. He fathers your spirit. And therefore, for you to live the way he intended, you must be able to buy into his mind. Now, God has intentions for the earth. He has things he wants to carry out. Now, how do you carry things out? If you want to carry something out, let's say like some items in your house, how do you carry them out? Pardon? You put them in? In, thank you very much. In a vessel. Are you following this? So you can have boxes. You can have shelves. You can have kits. You can have uh, folders. And those things are containers. But the difference between a container and a vessel is that a container can store, but a vessel moves. That's why sheeps are called what? Sea vessels. So a believer that is not on the move for God is merely a container. 
He contains assets, revelation, wisdom, insight, money, energy. Look at somebody say, are you a container or a vessel? It's not an extra container. The Bible says, go and borrow what? Vessels. There is a demand for vessels. There are many containers in the cold. Container can memorize the Bible verse, but it doesn't exemplify the word. A container can look the part, but a vessel is a part. In Jeremiah 18, it says, the word of the Lord came to me, to Jeremiah, saying, Jeremiah, go down to the potter's house. He said, on one to the potter's house, I saw him molding a vessel. He was working on clay around the kneading floor in the kill. Somebody say, I want to be a vessel. Say, I am a vessel. First Thessalonians chapter 4, I believe it's around verse 4, verse 5, where he says, let each man know how to possess his vessel. That means that God wants us to be vessels. He wants us to contain the right resources, but doesn't just want us to contain, he wants us to carry out. So he molded man's body as a vessel, and then he breathed into him, into man, so that man could carry out the agenda of God. Somebody say, I'm an extension of the divine intention. So because I'm here to carry out God's intention, I must learn how to number my days. Because every day has a distribution assignment. If I'm going to be carrying something out, the scope of work may be clearing, changing the whole place. You know, it could take me as much time as possible. So when you're doing maybe like field work or side work or you're trying to clear up a place to get a, a, a cleaner, you don't just say, can you clean well, right? You say, can you clean well? Trim what you've done and all. And then get to the point where you actually ask the person, how long will it take? Hmm. Hmm. Have you seen tailors that told you, don't worry, next week, it will be ready. Anybody ever seen that? It will be ready. <laughs> right? Or builders, or engineers, or graphics designers. Oh, can we talk now? Website designers. Oh, come on, talk to me, y'all. Don't worry, I didn't say you. You just know some people. Software develop. The software will take so long, it becomes hardware. You ask how long, why? Because it's possible for you to say, I have a project, I have timelines, I have deliverables. There's a frame of reference and this part of the work needs to be done in three days. And when that person says, I can do it well, but it's going to take me six days, it's distorting the whole plan. God has allocated assignments to every day of your life. Stop wasting your years. The song say Mado. Okay, if you say Mado, We'll forgive you because mad is making a difference. M-A-D-O. Look at somebody say, do you know there's an allocation of time? 
If it says I've come that they might have life, they might have life and have it more abundantly. The fact that I've come they may have life and have it more abundantly does not mean I have all the time in the world to do the work required to do the global distribution of that life. Are you aware of that? John 10, 10 says, I've come that they might have life, media help us, and have it more abundantly. But if you go to John chapter 9, the chapter before this, and I believe it's verse 5, John chapter 9, verse 5, he says, as long as I'm in the world, I am the light of the world. He said, for night cometh, so I must, yeah, night cometh, when no man shall be able to work. As long as I'm in the world, I'm the light of the world. Look for the verse that says, night cometh, I must walk, walk yeah, the verse before that. I must walk the works of him who said, me while it is day why the night is coming when what say louder when will the gift that be able to work at night the genius the multi-talented the multifaceted creative the experienced builder the finest girl in the world he's saying as long as you are man there's going to come a season where you will jeopardize the possibility of expressing what god impressed in you Look at some say, take your life very seriously. Look at neighbor say, don't take yourself too seriously. But take your divine assignment very seriously. This is Jesus. I must see that now. Not I wish. Not how I wish God can walk through me. He's saying I've moved from nice to do to must do. He said, I've moved from the undulating dictates of my feelings and my flesh and my natural proclivities and my temperamental differences and, and the favorable factors I crave and the preferences I wish and hope for. He says, I've moved beyond that. This is not about how I feel. This is about his will. It's a feel-good generation. If it feels good, do it. Do what feels right. Do what makes you happy. Self-centeredness that governs the distribution and dispensation of our resources. I must. Somebody say, I must. Say, I must. Do what? Why? Those works are intention. My work is an extension of his intention. Forever, oh God, your word is settled in heaven intention but when you pray say our father who art in heaven intention thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth extension of his intention now you have intentions god has intentions the devil has intentions at every time of your life those intentions are always in contention If it's possible, Jesus said, Matthew 28, I believe, let this cross, Matthew 24, I think, find it for me. Let this cup pass over. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will. A clash of intentions. As a matter of fact, the closer you are to feeling destiny, the more intentions will start jamming. Whenever your intentions are jamming intensely, it's a sign that you're on the verge of another level. Paul said, Behold, a great and effectual door is open unto me, but there are many adversaries. 
In other words, people with opposing intentions. Is somebody here today? Yeah, this is the Luke version. It's also in Matthew. So let's break down. And I think media have this so they can put it on. Let's break down what Jesus said in John chapter 10, verse 10. Now, if, it's, if you want definition of intention, for those of my life, intention, intention, I don't know intention is too much grammar, no problem. An intention is something done on purpose or a purpose set that determines what gets done. So being intentional means to be deliberate. To do something with purpose. Synonyms. Deliberately. Do something deliberately. Do something on purpose. Do something by design. Do something consciously. Do something knowingly. Knowingly. Intentional. On purpose. Opposites of being intentional. Involuntary. So to live without intention is to live involuntarily. You're actively engaged in the press of your life. You're being a spectator in your life. You are seated here. Mr. Lichia, please come and help me. Because we need to really dramatize and demonstrate for it to see for many people. This is you. This is your life. Your life is worker passing. And you are watching it. <laughs> what a life. <laughs> see my life. See my life. Have you ever said see my life? The guys of the bar, I can't hear you. I keep walking now. <laughs> this is my life. Ah, see my life. Oh, God. Now, so life be. <laughs> Involuntary. To do something without being intentional means unwilling, unwilling. Not being willing. Another one, accidental. How many of you know that one of the challenges that Nigeria has had is that we've had unintentional leaders? Unwilling leaders, willing to take the title, but not willing to do the work. Because see, unwillingness is not just about one piece of the puzzle. You can be willing, right, to marry somebody, but be unwilling to wait till marriage before you touch them. So it's, it's a tricky thing. You might be willing to be rich, but unwilling to invest. So you're trying to fracture manifestation from principle. You're trying to sift, which is the ministry of the devil. <laughs> trying to sift you as wheat. In that regard, in that context. It means unintentional, unplanned, accidental. So if I think about the big breakthroughs in your life, I know everybody wants to say, ah, I don't know how it's happened. I don't know how it's happened. I don't know how it's happened. That means that there are some miracles in your life that are consistently chaotic. And that's not God's agenda. There should be milestones in your life that when somebody says, how did you do it? You don't end at, it was just grace. Because one of the things that makes a difference between an individual and an institution is that an institution is built on principles and patterns. Oh, come on, somebody talk to me today. 
In fact, please get out of your seat. I think some aces are too cold today. Maybe you turn off one or two aces. Look for somebody who looks like they're already cold and intentionally tell them, wake up! Some of you didn't even leave. Hoorah, you didn't even leave. You didn't even leave your seat. Look for three, but tell them, be intentional. Turn off, turn off that AC. Let's, let's make it warm. Let's make it a little warm. Yeah, 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 that's, that's good. That's good. If you're to do a survey of your life, thank you, sir. Do a survey of your life. Would you be honest enough to say, oh, yes, I'm doing XYZ amount of money per month, but I don't know how it happened. I I don't know, just a miracle. (laughs) I see miracles everywhere. (laughs) Now, don't get me wrong. The miracles are powerful. The miracles are necessary. But don't forget what I said. Vessels. God is looking for vessels. He's looking for people that can use to house his principles and his purposes and move them to another level. Right? Now, being intentional, therefore, then means that I must study Christ because the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And since I have come that they may have life and have it more abundantly. So let's do a quick, 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 quick breakdown right about now. Christ says, I have come. I want to break it down. Media, if you can find the part of the outline that has I, personal, have come, present, that, and all of that. If you can find that. It's a lot. The outline looks like a script, but get it. Now, Jesus said, I have come. Move away from here. We've moved beyond this. I have come. I there is personal. Somebody say personal. John 10, 10. I, write that down where you're taking notes, I, personal, I, personal, okay? He didn't say we have come, I have come. The second part is have come, which is present, I there, personal, have come, that's present. That, not that, that, that's purpose. They, that's people, may have, that's possession, life, that's produce or products, have it more abundantly, that's plentiful and posterity, plentiful, prosperity, posterity. Media find it because people need to see this and it's right under John 10.10. See, we see the part as creation, procreation, new creation. What does it mean? Blah, blah, blah. John 10, 10 and different translations. Then you're going to find this. I, that's personal, have come present. That purpose, they, people, may have possession, life, produce, and products. Have it more abundantly, plentiful, prosperity and posterity Jesus said I have come I'm taking my assignment personally I am present you missed something out I have come I 
have come. That I'm taking my time because it's very important. I wanted to read that scripture with meaning. I wanted to see what it means. Don't see it as a, an easy memory verse. See it as a life outline. I is what? Personal. Have come. Present. That purpose. They. People. May have. Possession. Life. Produce and products have it more abundantly. Plentiful prosperity and posterity. This is a life manual that shows us what the abundant life framework looks like. Number one, Jesus is saying, I am coming. In other words, it doesn't matter what Elijah did, what Moses did, what Aaron did, what Habakkuk did, what Amos did. I have come. So an intentional life takes things personally or the purpose of God as it were. Personally. Have come. I am present. I'm in, in the house of God. I'm present. I'm not thinking about the fried chips, the plantain and all those things that I left in the house. Okay, I have come. I am here. If I'm in that business, I'm in that business. If I'm in that job, I'm in that job. If I'm in that relationship, I'm in that relationship. Wherever I am, I am there. Look at someone and say, are you there? No, you need, really need to ask that question. Because some of y'all have all manners of girlfriends. Can I shake it a little bit? You have your emotional girlfriend. You have your mental girlfriend. You have your financial girlfriend. You have special advisor. You have AGF, assistant girlfriend. Look at a man beside you. Say, are you really in that relationship? Please look for a man beside you and say, hello, man. I mean, no disrespect, but are you really? If you are a man, answer, answer, answer. Because he knew. For some people, their relationship is spelled, is not spelled R E. L-A-T-I-O-N-S-H-I-P. It is spelled R-E-L-A-Y. Relationship. Give me a button. Give me a button right now. Because, because what happens, can I have like five lovely ladies, five lovely ladies on here? Come real quick. Number one miracle. <laughs> PLT session is the only miracle in this context. Come on, girl. Speak the truth. Here's it. I'm not common, but you can speak the truth. So y'all didn't get that. Should I wrap it up or should I? Some men are in relationships. So 6 a.m. the baton 
is with Bukala for the purpose of this illustration. She's shaking her head. Nobody's giving you butter. 6 a.m. Text. Oh, boo boo. <laughs> should, I, should I sing that song? <laughs> I have a, I will not sing that song because if I sing that song, you will not let her rest. There's a Bukala song. Well, I'll leave it. Boo boo. Boo boo. Boo, can I call you Boo Collar? 9 a.m. Office. When the pressure is mounting, like Bukola does not have corporate intelligence skills. I need to call somebody else that has corporate koinonia. Right. Pressure, pressure. Boom. 9 a.m. 3 p.m. The sun is about to beat his head. <laughs> now remember, she has someone sunflower. Sunflower, don't ask sunflower. Collect the baton. And, and the person speaks to each of these girls as if they are the only ones. Oh Lord, I see some men saying, Pastor, why? Pastor, why? Pastor, why not? Ladies, can I set some people free today? 6 p.m., breaking of fast. Sister Spirit Coco to the rescue. Say this one, she can pray. Prayer. She's wearing black, but her heart is white. Prayer plug. <laughs> six, six. That was breakfast. Hello, baby. Have you prayed today? You won't believe what the Lord showed me today. She's so spirit. She's so spiritual. So deep into God. Guess what she read for morning devotion? You are doing John ten ten. Book of Nahum. Deep, you know, Nahum. So the Lord was speaking to me from the book of Nahum. Nahum. Guys, <laughs> and heard there's a book like that. <laughs> yeah. it's a book of Nahum and the Lord showed me in the vision of the night that it does not matter where the buttons have been it's all mine <laughs> then in the midnight hour <laughs> in the midnight hour when when Konji has come Y'all think I don't know what you're going through. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> In the midnight hour, when no man can walk, he has to walk on some things. Whereas, it says, I have come that they may have life. So people, not every resource you have is for everybody. This is a relationship. What God wants is that there is this person that he has for you. Somebody say intention. Intention. Now, I say your life is an extension of God's intention. Yes. 
But some people are extending God's intention. Say, God, can we have a doppelganger? Can we twin this thing? <laughs> double, double. <laughs> this is what God wants. There is this person that he has for you. The person may not have early morning beauty smile. 9 a.m. corporate madness calming skills. 3 p.m. sun shall not smite me by day sunflower protector. Sunscreen. Sister Spirit Coco to the rescue by 6 p.m. And full package. <laughs> Main woman. <laughs> right? Person might not have that. But part of why you have come is not so that you can have. God, Jesus doesn't say that I might have. He's saying the focus is in what can I add to them that can bring out more of what I think they don't have. Somebody will get it. More people are getting it. Because life that is premised on what you can give me is a selfish life. So the reason I've come is not to be a taker. Because takers eventually become undertakers. Because they will take, take, take until they take you under and then undertake. He says, I have come. Somebody say, I have come. Personal. I have come. Okay. Oh, well, but you know, my brother is living a good life and he has five women. Say, I have come. All men are like this, but I. All Nigerians do X, Y, Z, but. There are no jobs in Nigeria, but. Everybody's going to Canada, but. Some of you are like, I have gone. <laughs> I have not come for that. Please celebrate our lovely ladies and mother in the house. (laughs) So personal, if you're going to be intentional, you will refuse to subject yourself to crisis just because it's corporately accepted. Confusion that is passed down through generations. Your father did it. Your grandfather did it. Your great-grandfather did it. Your great-great-great-grandfather did it greatly. He said, but I. That's why we thought last week, life is to be. You can decide. Somebody shout, I have come. Think about that thing that is running in your family that you don't like. And shout, I have come. Everybody has diabetes in the family bloodline. But somebody has come to disrupt the pattern, to break the flow, to move in a different direction. I prophesy over this house. Nobody is dying through to corporate illness. Due to corporate illness, generational complication, proclivities and patterns of the bloodline. We overturn and override in the name of Jesus. You have come as a witness that there is abundant life. I've come and present that purpose. Please, before you carry yourself and do, all the girls are going, so let me go. Are you they? Are they you? Are we we? 
Am I me? Hopefully. <laughs> I have come. Now, John the Baptist, was he a good guy or not? The voice of one. Crying where? In the wilderness. Saying what? Prepare ye the way of the Lord. So John came. He was not dancing, was not drinking. People said he had a demon. He says, I came and I was eating and drinking as Jesus now. And everybody says, this guy, you can't be anointed. You know, it's so funny. If Jesus was to appear in this generation, most people would not think he was anointed. Yeah. That is the reason the Jews did not know he was the one. Because the one they had in their minds is very, very Kaskoish. He's not from Krakow, but he's Kaskoish. Very stiff. Robotic J. This guy was laughing and playing with children, hanging out with women, talking about political leaders and all that stuff. This was never. This is not my Messiah. And they were right. Because the Messiah may not be your Messiah because he came on a personal level. Be careful not to follow what the religious leaders and predecessors have called the perfect plan. Once you begin to see misalignment with the written script. Once you begin to see misalignment. The Bible says follow the ancient paths. That's important. So I'm not talking about, you know, there's something that are just rebellious. Anything that people are doing, just go against. No. I'm saying if you see a delineation, then interrogate that from the light of scripture. That's why it says that the word of God is living and active. It is sharper. And then double-edged sword. Why do you need double-edged swords? Because the joints are so indiscernible. You will think they are the same thing. So you need something that is sharp and double-edged sword to create the fine distinction so things don't begin to bleed over and mess up the agenda of God. Pastor Vicky, you get what I'm saying? Momo. <laughs> you get it? That they... So, purpose, you're sent to a people, may possess products and have more abundant. Let me give you a definition. What's an abundant life? Write this down. Media, you should have this as well. An abundant life is a life, watch this now. An abundant life is a life that takes personal responsibility under God. Takes personal responsibility under God to be present. To be present for the purpose for which it has been sent to the people it has been sent so that they may possess the products God had in them, God had in mind in them for posterity. Let me say it again. An abundant life is a life that takes personal responsibility under God to be present for the purpose for which it has been sent to the people to which it has been sent so that they may possess the products God had in mind for them for posterity. Okay? What God had in mind for them for posterity. Did we get that? All right. Somebody say I have abundant life. Say, I'm intentional about abundant life. So, leaving out, I mean, being 
that being intentional about life, write this down, intentional living is living out God's purpose, living out God's purpose with passion, living out God's purpose with passion, and a plan to produce plenty benefits for people and posterity without violating God's principles or compromising your peace. Living out God's purpose with passion and a plan to produce plenty of benefits for people, for posterity, without violating God's principles or compromising your personal peace. Okay? Do we have that? <laughs> now, uh, Dub your neighbor's notes. You're allowed to dub this time. Rank Xerox. Oh, your neighbor didn't even get it. Nowhere. Don't come here yet. Yet. A life that takes personal responsibility under God, that's the abundant life. An abundant life is a life that takes personal responsibility under God to be present for the purpose for which it has been sent to the people to which it has been sent. I said I didn't come here yet. I don't know what's going on with media today. Like the timing. Am I operating with Mars time? Or like Pluto? You know, there might be a lag in all those sci-fi movies where you say something, but it has to oscillate through different orbits to um navigate a different season. Are you getting that? We've now gone to the meteorites. <laughs> wow, such an intergalactic exploration. All right. I like the people are laughing until it's their turn. Okay, let me just, I'm not alone. All right, so <laughs> leaving, what, what's intentional leaving? Intentional leaving now is. Leaving out God's purpose. Hmm, there's so many things I have to cut out now. Living out God's purpose with passion and a plan to produce plenty benefits for people for posterity without violating God's principles or compromising your personal peace. This is intentional living for a believer. There are all kinds of intentions. Why? Because you can live intentionally and be intentionally wrong. True or true? We showed you the devil's intentions in Isaiah 14 verse 12 earlier. And we showed you that he had plans, lofty dreams, great ambitions. And much of the world today still follows the Luciferian model. What's the Luciferian model? Climb as high as you can go regardless of what happens. Step on people's toes, manipulate, cheat, cut people, hurt people as long as you rise to the top. And I've taught you at different times and bits and pieces that there are actually also Luciferian churches. I, I, do you get what I'm saying? But I don't mean like they worship, they don't bring Baphomet and put him on stage or wear cow and tusk costume. No. But the philosophy that drives it is Luciferian. Right? Because it's very self- centered. All right. Now, I have come. Somebody say, I have come. come. That they they may have have life life 
and have it more abundantly. So 10 marks or 10 points of an intentional life. I will resist the urge to overteach them so that we can, I want us to read from David and Solomon a little bit. Number one, if you're going to live an intentional life, you must take personal responsibility. Please, I know if you're older than 12, you can remember at least one or two people who did you strong thing. And who possibly left a negative mark on you that could actually determine the outcome of your life if you let them. Let them. Is that true or not? Once you're older than 12 or 13, you could say, oh, I didn't grow up with my dad or I didn't grow up with my, with my mom or this happened or I went to Jelly Osimi International Grammar School, Jigs. That's right, Jigo a lot, Jigo, Jigo, Jigo a lot. Got me a Jigolo. It's okay. I appreciate the laughter through the mask. For me, it's epic because if I can see you laughing through the mask, that means the joy of the Lord is bubbling through you. It's great. Love it. Please, just keep encouraging the preacher. I'm not joking. Like if I see joy, because the Bible in the presence of God, there is fullness of what? Joy. <laughs> so a straight face is not always proof of the presence of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> just so you know. But... Let me tell you what, if someone does you bad and you allow it stop you, it may not be a very nice thing to say, but essentially what is happening is that you are taking responsibility for the perpetuation of that experience. You are not taking responsibility for the healing from that experience. When Jesus ascended from the grave, he still has scars to show for it. But there is no text that says, I blame Herod for killing me. Ah, if not for the chief priest that sold me out. Pontius Pilate, by the time I'm done with you, you will be punctured Pilate. Pilate <laughs> says, your life will have no points. Pointless Pilate. I will pile things on you till you are late. There's no scripture that refers. He said, the Lord said to my Lord, seats at my right and until I make your enemies your footstool. Which is the trajectory of the believer out of pain or offense is natural or supernatural elevation. The enemies in your past will never stop the throne God has for you if you sit by my right hand. I will. It's not your responsibility. Me, I will take it up. I'm taking up this assignment. It will be under your feet. Go and check it. Jesus, Joseph, Daniel. Who did the fire burn? Burn, 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 burn. They came out smelling nice. They were not naked. They threw them to the burning, burning fire, burning flames, furnace. They came out looking nice. They were not wearing Giorgio Armani. They were wearing God, God, Lamani. Number two, if your life is going to be intentional, let me not over teach because I could teach that for 30 minutes. Number two, if your life is going to be intentional, you need to be, watch this, a presence person and a present person. Who is a presence person? A presence person is a person who's carrying the consciousness of the presence of God. 
See, let me let me read where I wrote it. God wrote the uh, God spoke this to my heart. I said, no, 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 I've got I've got to write this. I've got to capture it like this. This one of those write the down moments. God said to me, I heard this in my spirit. Find it, find it. I think I know it, but I don't want to just say. Uh, somebody say, find it, find it. Yeah, I found it. Look at what God said to me. Life is too long for you to be short-sighted. Life is too long for you to be short-sighted. And life is too short for you to be blindsided. So life has too many surprises that if you don't have somebody who's not surprised, you'll be surprised. Who's never surprised? God. God is never surprised. One expression God has never used is yea. It says, oh ye people, not oh ye people. So when God says, when you say, God, how did it happen? How did it happen? Oh, yeah, me. God has never been surprised. You can't surprise somebody who created time. Because everything happened is happening in the time he created. So he's bigger than the time and the times and the ages. And the reason it's called the rock of ages is that through the ages he still rocks. Some of y'all not even hailing your God. Some of you think you're hailing me. Can you hail the grace and the glory and the power of God? He's called the rock of ages because from age to age, he still rocks. He's stable. He's dependable. He's enduring. He's steadfast. He's relentless. He's all powerful. Nothing takes him by surprise. In fact, nothing can take him at all. How can you catch God? Your hand is too small. How can you step on God? Your legs are too short. How can you encapsulate God? Your mind is too narrow. He is bigger than everything and anything, everywhere and every time. Who wants to give their God some praise? Who wants to give their God some glory? Who wants to give their God the guttural, belly opening, throat expanding? Shout! Some people are still not praising him. Why? You're self-conscious. You are looking at your mascara or your mascara. You are looking at this and the other. But if you know that your God is bigger than your mascara, than your mask, than your tiro, than your eye pencil, your eye barrel, your eye marker, and anything you put on your eye, can you open up your mouth, throw up your hands, and shout Presence and present. Look at some say God's not surprised. So walk in the consciousness that I'm carrying somebody who's not surprised. <laughs> Listen, please. In the event that the event you think will happen does not happen. God has an event that will replace that event. 
the response of the redeemed is perpetual praise and thanksgiving because in the worst of times I have the best of gods as a matter of fact you cannot compare him I have the God the real God presence number three a life of intentions is a life of purpose purpose and we've preached quite a number of messages on purpose so I think we did purpose by design living by design there was something you did out of one of those messages I made a framework what was that what was that message yes something about kept to that TVC so you might want to comb the archives and look for messages on purpose because I don't want to spend some more time here. There's universal purpose and there's unique purpose. The purpose of all men are three major things. To relate with God. Relationship. To reflect God. And then to rule on his behalf. To know him and to make him known. Universal. But in the universal purpose, there are specific or unique purposes. So even though your whole body exists for your well-being and welfare, your kidneys shape differently because that's a unique purpose. Imagine your kidney being, or your stomach being the size of your kidney. Imagine your kidney being in your eyes, as in the size. Wow, I love your shades. And that would be a shade. I cannot provide cooling for anybody. Don't worry. Look at somebody say, your spirit understands it. Some of us, one of the challenges with our lives is that we have come. And that's the problem. Because every time we come, people go. We have come. We have come. Ha ha. Now we, now we, we, now we, we. At today, at today, at better today. Do you know people who show up in a space and a place and all of a sudden tension rises? Contention increases. Paul said, mark those who cause divisions amongst you. Even if it's a football match, we don't want divisions. Or football league. If you don't get it, anything you don't get, we're, we're community, right? Just write it down. Say football league metaphor, not gotten. Ask lady in green hollering with a big smile. It's part, it's part of bonding. I'm telling you, you, you'd be surprised. You see, some people would take this as just something, but some people will meet the either the life partners or business partners by just. I think that sometimes God just does certain things. <laughs> there are three kinds of people in kings. People who laugh all the time. People who don't laugh at all. <laughs> and people laugh sometimes. Out of the three categories, there are people who have testimonies and people that don't out of the three so you can laugh and testify you can laugh and your laughter is the testimony (laughs) 
So as you're laughing or whatever you're doing, let your heart be re- you That's my point. My point is receive. Somebody say I receive. Purpose. So these guys have come, they've come, they've come. Problem is that they never align with the purpose. Be wary of people who are more conscious of their own presence than the corporate purpose. They cause problems in every organization. Corporates. Who knows what I'm talking about? So purpose, you want to focus on purpose. Don't be that person who is so obsessed of course, take care of yourself, groom properly and all. But don't be so obsessed with how you sound, how you look, how you do this. I, let me ask you a question. Does anybody here really know what Jesus looks like on earth? That means your looks are not as important as your purpose. Liberation. Did somebody just get some freedom? Because if looks were that important, ah, uh, <laughs> the number of selfies Jesus would take. Mount Olivet now. <laughs> Red Sea Sturbs. Soft Life Boy. The bread it multiplied. Bread multiply. Hashtag. Filling bellies. I did it. <laughs> number four. When you've now found that passion, number four, sorry, I said push passion, purpose, number four is passion. An intentional life is passionate. So you, you're not just, you know, there's, and you can galvanize it. You can. You can galvanize it. A lot of people don't know that there was a, a long spell in my life where I was shy. Some of you know two of the major reasons why I was very shy. Two of the different reasons. Number one, I was like a fantastic essay. I was simple and short. <laughs> if I was telling my life story, I would spend more time explaining this. But just whatever that is, lo and behold. I wasn't a scientist at the time, but my affinity with gravity was strong. <laughs> Number two, I was naturally predisposed to ecological irrigation, especially in the midnight hour. If you had a, conf- a conflagration in the house, you need no sprinkler because behold, he comes. If you don't get it. So, so I was shy. I was, I was, I was reclusive. And see, whenever you are in a state, whether you're very happy or very sad, interrogate it. Because even in being hyper or extra, there might be things on the inside that you're dealing with. So it's both ways. So you investigate yourself often. Often. Especially if you notice a change in your personality. Or your approach to people, or church, or money, or work. Once you start noticing a sustained trajectory undulation in your life, then it's time for you to separate yourself and barai sorrow. In other words, talk to yourself. Hello, Dami. Hi, Dami, too. How are you? How are me? How are we? I don't mean get that, that funny, but investigate. 
So when you see me live with passion now, the passion is coming from a place of personal responsibility. Presence, I'm not alone. I'm present, I am a gift to my generation. I know my purpose and I'm driving it with passion. I didn't ask you to clap, but can you clap with passion? That is intentional is a passionate life. Now, passion does not mean you're shouting and jumping all the time. The people who are quiet, but they're passionate. There's quiet fire. In fact, some loud bonfires are not fires at all. When you get close, there's no heat. It looks bright, but it cannot consume anything. You throw dirt at them, they don't consume it. You throw gold at them, they don't refine it. You can't say yay or bless you or yay or word. Just say ouch. I didn't say ouchy. Ouch. Number five, have a plan. An intentional life is a life with a plan. A life with a plan. We read that in the first verse. For those who are not here, Isaiah 46 verse 10. It says, I'm God and I declare the end from the beginning. Before you ask her out, get God in. Ask her out to where? Say, can we go out? Where are we going? Say, we're going to the movies so you can make my life a comedy. I'm not saying you don't go to the movies. I'm saying beyond that outing, you need to have some ideas. Are you following this now? I want to buy land, 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 buy land, buy land, buy land. Great, it's good to buy land. Why? What are the two or three options for commercial purposes, for development, for capital appreciation? Is it for capital preservation? Is it to reduce your liquidity? I see people are thinking. Ah, all my plans are being redefined. That's why I'm in your life. Because <laughs> I've, I've spent money I shouldn't have spent before. Not on land, thank God. But on certain, I bought online courses that did not put me on course. So after a while, I went on a long spiel of not attending any trainings. Because I'm like, I have a catalog of paid memberships that I've not even... And you, if you're very intellectually driven, you can become a junkie just amassing all those things and accumulating them but not accumulating money in your bank account or accumulating impact in the social structure. So people say, Efiko, Efiko, Efiko. What, what did I... I didn't get that. What did he say? Kill Efiko. Who was that? <laughs> nice. Kerefiko means why do you use it to pack? What does it mean? So you need to have a plan. Number six, an intentional life is a productive life. So produce. Um, when you go to work, don't say I'm, I'm just going to work. What are you producing today? Sometimes minimizing your to-dos will maximize your productivity. 
And there was a habit I picked up from my dad. He didn't even teach me, but I observed it. My dad would write every day between five to ten things he wanted to achieve. Five to ten things. And it's, a, it's a something I've adopted in my life. So if you see my to-dos for the month. <laughs> we were putting my to-dos on a project planner in the course of, course of the year, uh, earlier in the year. My to-dos for the year looks like, that's why I, I just start respecting my wife different. I'm like, eh. So when I'm telling you all this, this is what it looks like. Because I usually plan the year, but I don't get as specific on many of the things. In the last one or two years, my to-dos have expanded because my expressions have increased. So I'm looking at my stuff. I was carrying those sheets of paper for days, if not weeks. Doing a brain dump of everything. On our to-dos for this month, we have about 30 things or so. We call it right. And they are major things. Major. Not minor. Like, on minor keys. Like... And I'm not talking about being general because I'll be major general. <laughs> but I don't try to do 30 things in one day. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's just be telling the truth. <laughs> okay. I try to lump in, lump up, and then say, which of these five things will I be happy about? About at the end of the day. So have a plan for productivity. Be productive. If all you're doing is sending those emails, please don't be 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 sending them. Some people, their internet service provider is unstable, but for other people, it's their minds that is unstable. So it does not matter how stable your internet is, if your mind is unstable, you will not work as much as you should. Produce something. Oh, I'm going to write 10 books this year. For what? Because once you don't answer the, the answer of this, this will not be what it should be. Some of you, the book you're thinking about should actually be a vlog series, a three to seven part video series, not a book you go and spend hundreds of thousands on. Except the purpose is I want to be an author, which is fair, is okay. But are you saying what I'm saying? What do you want to achieve? Do you want to reach? You know, I wrote there's a white paper I'm going to do very soon. I wrote down some days ago. I said, Do you want to make a difference or you just want to use your followers to become popular? You need to ask because, you know, human beings are so dynamic that we can actually start out with the right purpose and after a while your heart begins to shift. And you don't even know because you're so dynamic. Like a dynamic microphone. Number seven. People. Who am I sent to? Who am I sent to in this season? Who should I be relating with in this season? Who should I be learning from in this season? An intentional life. Jesus had an intentional life. So he produced miracles, but he produced disciples. The ultimate produce of Jesus were not the miracles he produced, but the people, the men he produced. And that's why after he had done all those big events and cruises and all, he spent most times with the disciples. Why? Because your product will determine your patterns. So people are like, oh, everybody's doing that. Are you called to produce what they are called to produce?
people? Who am I sent to? Who should I be serving? You know, because mentors, when writer goes, we write from the premise of who's coming to me, who's coming to serve me, who's coming to give me, who's coming to bless me, who's coming to help me. But we also need to write from the premise of who am I sent to? What's the value I offer? And many of us need to go into niching, which it means, what which means instead of trying to look for 300,000 people, just find the people. So I, I looked at him, was, was uh, discussing with Kenneth, I think about two years ago, and I looked at my product vault and those vo- products I had created, ebooks and the songs and, and books, physical books and training courses and webinars and all of that stuff. And I had about 70 of those things I had created. I'm like, hey, dudes, check what. If you're trying to market these things one-to-one, you're trying to market. You're going in 70 weeks of one-week marketing. So you're not saying to everybody, put everything in the community and call it global greatness. Put everything in the community so people can access on different levels. Let it be those that really need it. Because if you keep marketing like this, you will confuse people you're not even sent to. Bukala, when you, when you did the webinars that we had done, not the other products, the webinars that we had done, when you documented webinars, how many did we have? About 60 webinars. What's the average length of the webinars? Average. That's the lower end. <laughs> Those who are in Global Grants, how many hours are webinars? About three hours. Finish 1 a.m. sometimes. Vigil, you must be great. Now, I'm not saying that to, to entice you to be a part of the community. I'm saying that to say what I'm teaching you is what I'm applying in my life. Because many of us are carrying all kinds of produce. So they see tomato and egusi and elubor and banana. And then the flour they really want to buy, they cannot see. If you're sent to flour, people stop selling pounded yam. It's the people you're sent to. There's a reason Jesus said, I'm the bread of life. There's a reason Jesus said, I'm the bread of life. There's a reason Jesus said, I'm the light of the world. There's a reason Jesus said, do you understand that? Number eight. Almost done. Principles. An intentional life is a life of principles. Principles. Bodhigabasiabush. Jesus said, that which I see my father do, that's what I do. Some of us, we just do any do. All do not do. Do, do. Ah, um, do, do. So I do, do. The things I do. <laughs> no one can do the things you do. Principles. Number nine, for time's sake. Peace. Intentional living. Cooper, let's close. Intentional living has to do with you being particular about your peace and making peace with other people. Because sometimes the peace is not there. You have to make it. He didn't say blessed are the peace receivers. Blessed are the peace makers. He said he has closed the gap. The veil which is his flesh. No, he taught the veil which is flesh. But said he has closed the gap, the divide between Jews and Gentiles. Said making peace with his blood. Intentionally means that you are being intentional about your peace. Some of you, eh, 
you've mastered the art of overriding your cry for peace. So you're inside something. There are lambs and whistles inside your spirit and your belly. But you've mastered the art of suppression. May you not marry somebody else's wife. May you not take on somebody else's job. Your car will never become a casket for you. But peace is the umpire of the soul. When you find chaos and conflict, I'm not talking about inconvenience. That one is part of life. Right? But I'm saying, maybe you want to make a decision, you're trying to make a decision, and you just feel wrong. Something feels off about it. And then maybe you walk into a place and there's a message playing about, you must be, you must be sensitive to the Spirit of God. Hear what? Hear what? <laughs> then you walk. You get into a social circle. And someone says, ah, there's something off about it today. Sorry, but I'm fine now. Something off. Then you have a dream. Because God will put layers of protection. Yeah. Don't keep stamping on the things that God has placed there. And number 10 is posterity. 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 I was going to share with you seven areas that you need to be intentional about, but if you get good to go, you're going to have the seven areas there. Spiritual, mental, emotional, physical, relational, career, and health. I'm not saying write out your blueprint, but have a picture. What should my mind look like? Let me give you an example of what, what my mind looks like. My mind is worry-free. My mind is fear-free. So anything that begins to try to instigate worry or fear, I build a quick wall around it. I'm very protective. So he said, how come all these ideas come? Because my garden is well-groomed. I'm not saying I'm not human or I'm not tempted to worry. I am tempted to worry. Every now and again, I'm tempted to fear. It's not often. But you know what I discovered about things, spiritual things, once you have mastery in the spirit, demons will start wanting themselves to avoid you. They'll say, that one, it can't work. Let's look for another way. Let's try another angle. You can master it. I have come. Someone say, I have come. So what's your fine? What, let's, let me give you some pictures for my finances. My finances, debt free, borrowing free. You must have the picture. It's not something that, and then when you have the picture, you have certain points. So some points for me is no bill triggers the quest to borrow. It does not, it's not a contemplation in my mind. Now, when I say this, I know some of you might be like, why are you being proud or boastful? Should I just say the truth or I should just say, should I teach? It didn't start easily. It didn't start easily. But when you know the I have come principle, you elevate standards in the spirit. It says when the end rises like a flood, the Lord will lift a standard against them. How can you be dealing with enemies with a standard? Because sometimes standards are spiritual weapons. It is a come on, get it. He didn't say when the enemy runs like a flood, then angels will come and fight. He's saying you fight some battles by raising the standard and saying to yourself, I will no longer have a 200,000 a month. I will no longer have a pawn perforated week. I will no longer be bitter. I will not accommodate offense longer than one night. 
so when the enemy rises, Pastor Vic said, I will raise a standard. I will raise a bulwark. I will raise something that those dirty demons can climb over. They can leap over them. Because demons are not omnipotent. And they are not omnipresent. When Jesus stood, he said the devil left him for a season. He will come back. He always does. That's why for some of you who have dealt with certain things in the past, sometimes you have a sleep. Or you might even have a relapse. But it doesn't mean that you've lost the battle. The enemy punctures a hole, build it back, build it back, build. You fall, it's already in the Bible. Why are you surprised you fell? Do a righteous man fall seven times. He shall rise again. There is bounce back ability installed in the DNA of the righteous. He bounces back, he comes up again, he rears his head out of the drowning pool again. He pulls himself out of the muck and the mire. He drives his way to his daddy's house to say, I don't belong to the pigsty, I don't belong to the mess and the muck and the mire. I belong to God. I have pictures for my health. You have to use those pictures. I see myself at 70, at 80, at 85, at 86, and I'm strong. I'm not using crutches. I'm not using a wheelchair. You have to install those images under God in your mind. So people say, oh, PDMs, people will not believe you're almost 40. There are things, there are things you do in your spirit and your diet. Intention about your health. I've not eaten sugar since 2017. White sugar, of course, I drink uh, juices and all of that. People say there's sugar there. Well, yeah, there is a lot of sugar there, but at least the white one. Cut it out. I eat little portions. Can spend two hours eating a meal. I'm not saying start that. Ah, that's a secret. No, it's not a secret. Say, I'm jumping. Can jump. Higher than many teenagers. I'm not jumping there because I don't want a pattern of the Red Sea. But the things that you can do under God. Next we're going to teach you how to live long, how to live well. Don't miss it. There are divine principles for living long. So at least let's explore them. Instead of everybody just saying, we don't know, we know. Can you pray in one to two minutes? Yeah, these are the seven areas. Have pictures. You might not be able to define. I have some definitions, right? When I say definitions, two to three things. So spirituality, my Bible every day, prayer every day. You can put some time to it. 15 minutes, 30 minutes. Read the Bible this year. Read an epistle a day or two epistles a week, right? Mental, there is no day that passes without me reading. It's, just, it's not even possible. I've been doing it for over 10 years. I'm going to read a physical book or an online book or watch an online course. It's so ingrained in my being. Emotional, I've spoken to you about this. Learn to forgive people. It's hard sometimes when they do you bad. See, when you interact with the number of people I interact with physically and online, then you will know that people that are offended you, there are not many. They're not. Because how many followers do you have? 235 or 2,500. When you have tens of thousands of followers online, email list, this one, WhatsApp, blah, 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 blah. people talk anyhow and stuff. You, you practice it. Let the Holy Spirit expand the inner defense mechanism against offense, not against people. And you will see the pellets and the poison fall out of you. The power of the Holy Spirit, as you don't forget what we said, living out God's purpose, taking personal responsibility. 
relationships who do you want to know what do you want to do where do you want to go where do you want to connect business and career how far do you want to go in kings we we have goals and targets and plans that are that have numbers figures and things attached to them finance the same thing you're in deficit work out a plan half a million one million i'm giving myself three months four months i'll do this physical health gym exercise pray in the spirit and pray you understand please give us those 12 things some of you there are two or three areas sorry 10 things two or three areas that just really require the hand of god can you take this moment mina katobos here the bus zofrina mandakima sir go there real quick the the 10 things you wrote earlier yes some of you is the place of personal responsibility maybe because you were the last born maybe because you were the first girl or the first boy or whatever different factors so people did things for you and also you're not used to taking responsibility or even when you were wrong as a child even when you were the one who was wrong your mother would say your brother should come and beg you do you know some people they struggle with taking responsibility or apologizing because when they were children even when they were wrong the parents out of whatever reason favoritism or whatever who say going on so they are not used to apologizing so there might be foundational issues presence and presence sometimes in the name of I'm a multitasker 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 the task are putting multiple trouble now because you are not present anywhere you are doing everything partially 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 you don't know how to postpone a program you really wanted to do because this one is more important ask me about it as well planned as as thorough as I am over the last two to three years for kings or for ministry or some other things I've suspended some products or some song releases or some books or whatever priority what's more important passion pray don't let me walk through the praise prophesy life over this house prophesy intentional living the grace of God the glory of God the mantles of Jehovah everybody raise your hand as I close stay in the name of Jesus shout aloud I say in the name of Jesus from today I yield my mind I yield my heart I yield my soul to live in intentionally as God has designed I take responsibility to the present as a presence person for the purpose for which I'm sent to live with passion to plan under God to produce effectively uh, to minister life to the people I'm sent to work out the principles of God in peace and posterity I release upon you grace grace for acceleration grace for life grace for power grace for capacity enlargement in the name of Jesus you are growing from glory to glory your life is a masterpiece you do well at home you do well at work you do well on the streets you do well everywhere in the name of Jesus we proclaim life over your bodies over your health over your mind you will not be cut shot in your prime you are elevated above the storms of hell in the name of Jesus your life will be an inspiration you are a pattern person organizing or aligning yourself with the protocols of God in the name of Jesus somebody give him praise somebody celebrate God celebrate God celebrate God celebrate God we live an aligned life a fruitful life 
a productive life in the name of Jesus. Somebody say, I am not random. I am not random. No more random days. No more random days. My times are spent adequately. My times are spent appropriately in the name of Jesus. Never cut off God. I am a vessel. I'm not a container. I am a vessel. I am not a container. We appreciate you, God. We are so grateful for being mindful of us that you have sent us this word. And now is the time to do. And so we do in the name of Jesus. Our lives will never, never be the same. We receive this double harvest, even of this word that has been, that have been spoken over these past few weeks. In the mighty name of Jesus. The testimonies and the miracles are back to back. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can we appreciate Pastor Dami as we take our seats? Appreciate, appreciate. Good stuff. Hallelujah. Generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this now.